We could do a pole dancing off. Well, have you ever done pole dancing? No, before? and you would probably whoop me because you're so much lighter. You'd be like, I've, I've also dabbled in pole dancing as well. You got to know the right people, Nev. All right, you got to know the right people. Their nationals is at the FedEx, like at the Arnold Classic, right? Um, she's already qualified for that as the two-time state champion, two-time, two-time state state champion, champion. I'm also putting on weight as well, so I'm going to try and go up to 85 within the next couple of months and see if I can crack close to 90 by the end of the year. That's going to be my goal. Adrian's going to be thick if you get to 90, boy. You're going to be so thick. thick. Listening to this on any of the popular podcast streaming uh, apps such as you know Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, all those ones. <laughs> Jump on across Anywhere. to our jump on across to our YouTube page, and um, and also while you're there, hit subscribe. I should have shaved it yesterday. If I shaved it yesterday and then moisturized it up, it's like it glows. Everyone, favor I'm watching. Get this up. Okay. No, you stay there. Stay there. Shiny ass face. Lower. Huh? Lower. It's gonna be around here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite decided yet. I'll figure it out, but I'll get a big flex one made too. It's gonna look great. Should I get a big flex one made as well? Mm. You should get us in our speedos posing, covering this entire back wall. I'm not gonna do that. Definitely not gonna do that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Welcome big flex. Back. Welcome back again. Another episode of the big flex. Yep. Uh, well, Nevin, what are we flexing on today? I want to flex on this. Very sexy wall behind me, Adrian. I don't know if you noticed, but I got wood. It is as sexy as a wall could be. I got wood. As attracted to inanimate objects as I could possibly We're talking about, be. look at this grain right here. This is a, some nice, hey guys, if you're just um, listening to this on any of the popular podcast streaming uh, apps, such as, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, all those ones. <laughs> Jump on across Anywhere. to our jump on across to our YouTube page, and um, and also while you're there, hit subscribe. We're up to 335 now. That technically Ooh. means we are over the one third mark on the way to a thousand. Ah, for the thousand squat challenge. Keep it's in mind, happen. when we get there, we are doing a thousand 100 kilo squats between us. It's going to be savage, guys. It, is. it really is. You're going to enjoy it. We're probably going to be in immense pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like the um, first one. But I yeah, so, so jump across to the YouTube channel. Check out this wooden wall I'm talking about. It's a feature wall, and it is beautiful. And the man that helped me make it, he did not even want a shout-out. He didn't? He didn't want a shout-out. Which is ridiculous. Anyway, right? Yeah, we won't say his name. Of course. But guys, if you need a new door, a front door, a wooden door, if you want bifold doors, they are the number one. And we're not getting paid to say this, guys. It's true. It is just true. Door stop. There's one in Osborne Park. There's one in Joondalup. And they will sort you out for all of your big, sexy door needs. All right, um, and we'll leave it there. Cool, nice. Right. Yeah, so the wall, it, it looks fantastic. I had to hear Nevin speak about it constantly for like two weeks straight. That's all he talked about. He was obsessive. Granted, it looks great. But it looks great, and it took, um, it took a fair bit of work to be yeah, fair. So what happened was um, when I was talking to, um, talking to the guy about, about getting it all together, he's like, oh, just, he uses like a Malaysian hardwood for a lot of his um, products. So he's like, yeah, we've got some planks, and we took them down, and he had them all set up on the floor. And I was like, oh, let's, let's switch this one to this one. We'll get some more thin ones in here. And we basically played um, wood wall Tetris on the, on the floor of the workshop, and then we had to make sure – there was actually a lot of uh, natural variant in the color of the wood, so we had to um, – had to sort of pick and choose which ones we wanted, flip some, move them around. So there was like a lot of like difference, like the same ones weren't next to each other. And then 
From that point, took them all home, and then I got a bunch of stains and then stained them in different stains. There's actually only four different color stains, guys. It's just the natural variants of the wood. It's such a variety, a rich variety. Now, if you want to know, this one here is my favorite. That's a merbao. All right, that's a merbao. Um, we have a <laughs> we have a Bondi sand. All right, we have a uh, a weathered driftwood. And we have a walnut. Okay, there you have four stains right there. And this is, so this is as much as I know about wood, ready? So this is wood, and this is darker wood, and this is slightly lighter, but still not as dark as the previous wood. And then this is the darkest wood. Yeah, the Merbao. It's very rich. And I just like the name of it, Merbao. Um, but also, um, I don't know if you can tell from the camera's position, but there's like little little cracks in it here and there, but we got the back wall painted black, so it gives a bit of depth. And then also we ran half of them through a thicknesses, so they're different thicknesses. It gives a good depth, good field of depth on that uh, feature wall it's right gonna there. It's going to look amazing with the, with the sign-up. Yeah, well. we get the sign-up, and um, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. But that's all we'll talk about the wall. You're a pretty handy guy, Nev. I don't want to toot my own horn. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Toot, be, be honest. Toot freaking toot. Toot Adrian. toot. So, last weekend, we had record breakers event. Record breaker event. We did. It was good fun too. It was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like I knew it was going to be. What do you mean? Be, what I knew you it was, was going to be, be good. Yeah. But I didn't think it would be as fun as it was. Everyone kind of banded together and just kind of took off and did everything together. I thought we were going to have to be there officiating a lot more and like and 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 coaching people through everything, but kind of holding everyone's hand, and then everyone just went with it and they did their own thing and had lots of fun. It was, it was great to see everyone kind of yelling in each other's faces and goading each other on. It was good. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it was, it was really good fun. And um, for those that are hearing about this for the first time, which hopefully is not the case because we talked about it many times in we this did. podcast. Like a lot. Um, is that it was a chance for people to come in and get on the powerlifting record board. So they could either do a squat, a bench, or a deadlift. Or if they wanted to try to have a crack at the total, they could do all three. All right. They had to do all three to get a crack at the total. Um, and then, so there were a few numbers that got broken up there, which is great. And then we also recently put an obscure record board, a whiteboard up on one of the walls, which has five lifts. And we chose um, front squat, um, hex bar or trap bar deadlift, uh, military press, a bench pull, which we're going to touch on um, a bit later in this podcast. And then we also chucked in a broad jump. It, so was, that way it was previously uh, weighted dips, but we needed something that everyone could do that would be a better judge of strength. So broad jumps was a good one, actually. Yeah, just explosive power. Um, and so that was kind of cool. We have two, upper two lower body, two upper body, and one body weight, but like explosive dynamic yep. exercise. So it's quite well-rounded. And that was really fun. People were having a crack at all of them, which yeah. is really, really good to see. And it got really competitive as well, which I didn't think would happen on that day. Yeah. And People were just kind of going one for one for one for one until they couldn't go anymore, which was great. It was good to see everyone challenge everyone so hard. Yeah, and that was the exactly what we wanted for the day. So yeah. um, actually, yeah. it was good. And then I was uh, cooking like barbecue and stuff like in between showers, and I like almost timed it perfectly, except the last lot of sausages. It was like downpouring. I was still I wish, in my rain jacket. I wish outside. I took a photo of that. I didn't have my phone with me of it pouring down and in the pouring torrential downpour, and Evan just outside in his squat. Cooking barbecue. Yeah, I didn't Make bring the sure whole them, barbecue stand. Sure I got one of those little were ready. mobile Webers, and it has a good stand at home, but it, it was like too big to fit in the car. So, but the little egg itself just sits on the ground. So I was just copping a squat, just sitting down, just like lift the lid quickly, flip the sausages, lid back down. It was it was good. Fun. And the food was great. So yeah, it was tasty. Kudos. It wasn't waterlogged at all. It was uh, it was good. It was good. Everything worked out really well, all yeah. things considered. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, also, last week I turned thirty three. Oh man, now 
hang on, 33? 34? 33. I don't know. 33. Mum <laughs> confused me. She thought I was 34. I was like, I swear I'm 33. And we checked it. Well, I am 33, uh, which is actually my lucky number. Did you, you know, know that? what three? year you were born? Three years. You get confused about how old you are. Just it happens. I knew I was 33. And mum's like, it's your 34th birthday. I'm like, I don't think it is. Did she confuse me? Because she was so sure. And she's mum, right? Yeah. Um, That's fair. So yeah, no, it's all, all good. But uh, three is my lucky number. And so two of them is very lucky. Wait, 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 wait. Why is three a lucky number? I don't know. I just have a good vibe from threes. Yeah. Three is a good, is a good, 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 good vibe for me. It's a vibe, Adrian. Um, don't let me get in the way of your, your good vibe. Yeah, so double, double three. It's going to be a good year. Um, it's going to be a good year. Uh, and then I should, I should say, as much as I don't want to, the record breaker event was good for everyone, for all of us, considering a little while ago you injured yourself and couldn't compete in states. Yeah. And I've been making fun of you for such a long time about yeah. how terrible your bench is. You yeah. got some sweet PBs, actually. And it, let's just even back this up a little bit. It wasn't so much that you were giving me a hard time about my bench. It was you saying and then yeah. telling everyone that you were going to beat me on bench, yeah, I which was. I told you was, I was not the case. So listen, before States, your PB was a 125. <laughs> Okay, huh? and I was doing like one thirty-five. So I was not even not even worried that he was even then, in the realm of catching me. Seven point five kilo PB on he the day. He had a very good. I'm gonna say it. One-off performance. All right, <laughs> and got a one thirty-two and a half. And even though I still I wasn't I wasn't worried that one thirty-five, which I can put video up on now. Uh, I was ninety-two kilos at this point, depleted, like six weeks into a reasonable or five weeks into a reasonable weight cut, like quite a big weight cut. And I was tired and I still was pushing th these weights. And then he's like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. Now I didn't do States. And so I'm like, well, there's no need to be 90 kilos anymore. So Nev went back up to hundred and didn't do hardly any training. So basically I had most of the month off because of my back. Um, I just did some really light leg stuff. Um, all my chest stuff went back to volume. Um, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I'm basically shifting everything back to volume starting next week. Um, and I had one heavy session in the bench shirt with Big Gavin um, the week before the record breaker comp. That's and right, I was like, yeah. oh, I'll warm up and see what I can get. Hit a 137 and a half. Like, oh, yeah, I got 140 easy. It looked good too. Um, and then went up and did the 140. So it's amazing what's just um, not being depleted. And Well, uh, I think a lot of it is to do with just not squatting and deadlifting really heavy in the same sort of time frame. Like you stopped doing that and then your bench shot up. Pretty, like pretty convincingly. It wasn't even like a grind. There were good reps that you got as well. Yeah, I'll put, the, the, I'll 140 put the 140 on the up. Yeah, the yeah. 140 came up really Looks nicely. good. Yeah, and, um, and um, might have a little bit to do with that as well. You know, like we've been squatting and deadlifting heavy for a long time. I don't know if it's that or if it's just you made me so angry. <laughs> well, that's – and so that's what I wanted to talk about as well. After States, I got that 132 and a half and it felt pretty good and I felt good about it. I knew I wasn't going to beat you, but – I learned it from you. I like to talk trash. <laughs> I like it. And I like it a lot. I was going to try. Uh, the most I thought that I was going to get was 135. I didn't think I was going to get 140. I was talking complete trash. But remember, months and months and months and months ago, before the squat challenge, when I was like, I will squat 200, see what happens. And then I told you that I didn't actually think I was going to do it. But mm -hmm. you have to believe your own bullshit. Can I say shit? Believe your own bull beep uh, for... <laughs> Uh, for it to actually be a reality, right? If I'm going to limit myself, I'm going to be literally limited. So I, I've started, I've started doing this thing where I'm not even setting realistic goals. I'm setting goals so far outside of what I can do. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So far outside of what I should be able to do, and trying to actually 
push past any barriers that I might have mentally, right? Same thing happened for the squat challenge. Same thing happened for the one after that, like my bench went way up. My strength superseded anything that I thought I could do previously. And now I'm starting to, I don't even think you need to be strong to do strength training, all right? You just have to believe that you're strong enough just to will, do it. Just will it into just existence. Will it into, Jared would know all about this. You just got to have heart. It's all about heart. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to play on the edge of how hard can I actually push myself? How far can I actually go? And what I think that I can do and where that right. meets in the but middle. But in reality, this is not the secret, the book, The Secret. Which no, is it's not. Scam, Absolutely right? like You not. can't just like think positively and you'll be a rich, happy, healthy person. No, you got to actually No, it's not about things. thinking positively. It's about lying to yourself and then making those lies come true. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, um, I think that, yeah, mindset is always obviously very important. Like you have to be confident and you have to like not let doubt creep into your head, right? So setting hmm. um, goals that are not even that a are little tough is, is, is good. Um, but in saying that, people, set goals responsibly. Don't yeah. like the whole point of a goal is not saying that you're never going to reach. You know, that's like a... I don't even know what you would call that. Like that's the dream maybe, but, but no, like goals, you should be able to achieve your goals. And yeah. remember there's small goals on the way to the big goals. Exactly. Right? So set lots of goals yeah. and that will help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Smart goals. Everyone knows how to set smart goals, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, moving on to Strength Quest. We are both going to put a video out next week um, before you see the next podcast. This podcast you'll see and then you'll see some Strength Quest videos. Uh, basically, I'm going to touch on um, what I did to my back. And sorry that we have been a little slack on putting these videos out. It's just since the lead up to the States, we we're just so focused on doing the, the powerlifting. And just busy trying to get all of our clients yep. and ourselves ready for it. And I mean, we had nine people competing on the day or eight or yeah, nine people competing was, on the day. And then that Saturday was a brutal yeah, day it was, as well. It was a full day. And yeah. then the, the month after it was a bit flat because everyone sort of competed. Some people were trying to get back up for record breakers. I was just sort of rehabbing through some back stuff. So we're back on track now. Yep. Um, but just to give you a quick insight, um, I am back to volume. Uh, the physio did identify, and he was a really good physio, and I started recommending a lot of my clients or clients that have issues to him because he was very, very thorough um, with his assessment, is that my glutes aren't technically, they're not weak, like you have to still have strong glutes to squat and deadlift as heavy as we were lifting, but there was a big discrepancy between right and left for me. So that could be um, a potential issue. So we're doing a lot of um, unilateral work, so uh, I'm doing single leg work, and, and also bring everything back to volume. And also, I'm gonna be picking weights only that I can hold 100% form in. So, you know when you're strength training, sometimes your form does buckle just a little bit right towards that heavy top range, which is very common. Like if you watch the Olympics, um, Olympic weightlifting, these are the best weightlifters in the world and their knees will still buckle in when they catch that heavy clean at the bottom because is they're pushing the, the very limit, right? So for the next two months or three months, I'm not going to let that happen at all. So I'm only picking weights that I can hold perfect. So you're just performance. lowering your intensity. Just lowering the, I think, no, I still think it would be quite intense. I'm just lowering, I'm just lowering that top weight like because I'm doing volume so you can still work to it. It's really, really burning and, and So and are painful. you going to reduce the weight but increase the volume even more to keep the intensity up? Yes, yeah, yeah. Cool. For the next few months, it's very volume-based um, and technique-based for me. Um, and I'll build back up from there. But the 300 for this year is still on the cards. It is still the goal. I did a 270 at the end of a workout in the lead-up to States before I pinged my back there. And um, it felt it felt heavy, but it felt good. And remember that I was depleted. I was down Lighter, eight yeah. kilos, um, dieting for five weeks. And I still did the 270. Remember, I did a... 135 bench and then without actually training bench just putting on the body weight and doing a couple volume sessions went up five kilos right so if i can do something similar with the deadlift um, i'm actually really uh, uh pumped for this um big 300 later this year awesome yeah um, um, what about such press and yeah then such press so 
like I said in my most recent SOTS Press video, the Strength Rest SOTS Press video, I backed everything off in the lead up for the comp, the the uh, the state powerlifting comp. So now that that's over, and now that we've done the record breaker event as well, um, I've changed everything completely. Like I said, I would, and I'm going to spend the next uh, five to six months trying to construct a, a plyometric program working on the plyometric continuum, which is a different focus every single month. There's a lot of power stuff in there, but because I'm not squatting or deadlifting as heavy, I can't with this plyometric work because that's kind of the main focus. It's about 50-50. There's still going to be some heavy work, but not nearly as much as there was before. Um, I've got three upper body days, two lower body days, uh, sorry, two upper body days, two lower body days and a power day, a bit of an accessory day, but there's press work almost every single day, I think except for one day. So I'm really kicking things up, uh, trying to get my overhead press up there, my overhead squat up there, everything I need to get more weight above my head. I'm also putting on weight as well. So I'm gonna try and go up to 85 within the next couple of months and see if I can crack close to 90 by the end of the year. That's gonna be my goal. To see Adrian if I can gonna get be, to 90. gonna be thick if you get to 90, boy. You're gonna so be thick. thick. I'm, so I was 75 for the longest time. I'm only 82 at the moment and none of my old clothes fit me. So I'm having to start to buy a whole new wardrobe. So by the time I get to 90, which is another eight kilos sideways, I'm yeah. gonna, it's you're going to be, be thick, a, man. I'm going to be thick as you hell. You should be throwing around some reasonable weights at, yeah. at 90 kilos. I know, right? I would have to imagine. And so it'll be interesting to see how the extra weight will affect plyometric work that I was doing before because I was 75, so I'll be like 15 kilos lighter than I was, uh, heavier, sorry, than I was when I did that 165 last time. If you time. can get to 90. Exactly, if I can get to 90. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, hoping that all that extra weight is going to help my sots a lot. So that'll be kind of fun to test all this stuff out. There's way more overhead press work. I'm trying to build a really balanced program around that, put a little bit of weight on. And so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to get there by the end of the year if I can hit all of those, yeah. all those goals. Well, let's, talking about balance, balance. I'm just going to skip Megan stuff and go back to, uh, come back to it. But we've got new equipment. We've got some equipment, guys. Oh, yeah. Now, I know I said that I want to stop buying equipment. But I lied to you all. I bought more stuff. Um, but this time, I mean it. I'm going to stop buying equipment because basically the gym is fully kitted. I got two really nice. So basically, I always had um, a Texas squat bar, a Texas deadlift bar, two Texas power bars. right? And I love the power bar. And I just had a couple just generic, you know, off the shelf bars just to fill out the rest of the gym when I opened up because I ran out of money. Um, and anyway, so finally uh, invested in two more power bars, not the Texas yeah. kind, but of the rogue variety, Ohio power bars. And they are really good. I mean, the knurling on them is, ooh, it's yeah. just so fresh. Shiny and nice. So well. yeah, I got the stainless steel, which is the, the nicest one in my opinion. Um, IPF approved, so they could be used in a world-class competition, as could my IPF approved rogue weights, cool. calibrated weights, um, could be used in a world-class competition. So I'm really excited to use those. But the balance that we talk about, I also got an earthquake bar, which is super fun. Really fun. It is. You feel very spazzy. Um, using it because you're just wobbling all over the shop. So if people have never heard of that, what is an earthquake bar? An earthquake bar. Also known as, what's the other name for it again? Um, like it's a bamboo bar. Bamboo bar? Yeah, bamboo bar. Basically, it's a bamboo bar. And it's got these thick ends that are, have ridges in them um, on each collar as opposed to, you can't actually put a, a weight plate on, but you basically hang your uh, resistance bands so there's got little them. like divots basically. The end notches. Where you put the weights, like notches where you can... Slot the bands onto so they don't yep. come off. And um, basically, you just string through either plate weights or kettlebells and put them over the top. Now, the bar itself has a lot of whip and wobble to it. And then when you have kettlebells jiggling around uh, on resistance bands on the end, it's really hard to stabilize. It's super hard to stabilize. Yeah. So we checked it on. And like I said, you know, we put on just um, 50 kilos it wasn't yesterday. Even 50, right? It was 50 yeah. kilos. And not including the, the bar, maybe only weighs 
you know, less than five. It's, it's dead light bow. Um, so we put on, let's say, 50 kilos, and we're doing just slow, controlled reps, sets of eight, and the thing is wobbling. You're cooked by the end. Like Everything yeah. is feeling really, really like it's working to stabilize. So yeah. I'm really excited to use that maybe as a warm-up, maybe as I like... I like after, after playing around with that the other day, I, I just felt good. I felt warm. It wasn't so heavy that you couldn't get a lot of workout, but everything just felt warm right, right away so that's good i'm really excited to use it for some overhead stuff yes so that's going to be great i think that's going to help your overhead squats and socks 100 yeah. but you can use it on bench press military press overhead squatting normal squatting um just it's going to force you to be more stable yeah. and for all your stabilizing muscles to, to kick in so i'm really excited and again you could use it as a warm-up you could use it as a supplementary exercise just to get a little bit of extra balance in. you could use it at the end of a session as like a fatigue um, yeah. um, exercise that's what I was going to say yeah. Yeah. Um, where you're already tired having yeah. to force um, stabilize uh, just make everything work way harder even in something like volume I was thinking if you're doing volume now and you were to just do a set of 10 at 50 kilos that would absolutely ruin you that would be really really hard right but keep in mind I still want to improve my strength and to improve max strength and to improve max force means you need to lift heavy as well there so, are different ways that you can do that right what if your stability is 10 times better look I've said this to many people. Like I was training someone last night. He's like, "Oh, I'm just not lifting heavy." Like, hey, but if you build a found a house on a on a terrible foundation, exactly. it's gonna fall over. If you build it on a big foundation, build a big old house. Exactly. So I think um I think yeah I will definitely be chucking it into my programming 100. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna be using it today. I'm pretty actually. excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, also got a you could call it a bench pull. You could call it a seal pull. A seal row. Sorry. You could call it a bench row. It's basically the reverse of a bench press. It's a big tabletop. You lie down, put your face in a hole. The bar underneath you and you pull it up to the bar uh to pull it up to the bottom of the bench and the bar i got is a cambered bar and you can use that for pressing it's like a duffalo bar but it's a bit more angular um you can use it for pressing or uh which would increase your range of motion but when you're pulling with it it also means you have to pull it further before it hits the bench uh so i've got that and that's been getting um, used a lot in the yeah, gym as well that's been really good fun actually yeah so far for like pull strength is really really important and a really good measure of strength I find is a penlay row because it's hard to do. It's hard to hold tension. It's hard to get your penlay matching your bench. I can bench more than I can penlay by a lot. Most people can, yeah. Most people can. And when I started to really improve on my penlay row, my bench went up. So this is more specific to bench, even I would say. It's a lot more strict. You can't lift as much weight than you can in a penlay row, but it's way more of an isolation exercise. Yeah, because in a penlay, even if you're strict, you're still like bracing a lot more like core muscle. You, you can use a little bit of leg drive, a little body. bit of back movement. Yeah. It is still a full body thing. Whereas on a bench pull, you just you're can't. lying flat. You can't. Like, and as long as you're, the rules are you keep your forehead, your chest, and your hips down, like you're not allowed to pull away from the bench. So as long as you keep flat, like you can't cheat with it. There's no momentum. Yeah, there's no momentum. That's been great. good fun. Yeah. Um, so that's some new equipment that's, uh, that's, that's graced the gym. Um, let's circle back to Megan now. Yeah. Um, Megan, uh, in-house strong woman and power lifter, two-time state champion. Um, she competed in the ASA, which is a different federation. You have WA Strongman and you have the ASA. And WA Strongman, I believe, just goes to Strongman Australia, which um, their nationals is at the FedEx, like at the Arnold Classic, right? Um, she's already qualified for that as the two-time state champion, two-time, two-time state state champion, champion, and uh, and and the other federation is ASA, which is the Australian Strongman Alliance. Um, they held their national qualifier. Um, technically, it wasn't a state championship, but it was to qualify for the nationals. So we'll call it like a state championship. Hence, she went down south uh, where they competed um, down near Bunbury, and she won that as well. So she is crushing it. Lately. She's crushing it. So she won that. So now she's qualified for two different nationals. She's qualified for the Australian Strongman Nationals at the FedEx in, I want to say, November. And then she's also qualified for the ASA uh, National Strongman um, Championship, which is in 
I want to say this one's in Queensland and it's in September. So this is going to be August or September. August. So this been, one's in August. This one's in August. duped out of the national, the, the yeah, ability so, to compete nationally because of COVID so a few yes. times now, right? Yeah. So what happened was uh, she had qualified um, and she was going to be competing in the 2019, I believe it was 2019 um, nationals, which were actually being held. Hmm, does that sound right? Must have been 2020. It was, but basically it was canceled because of COVID last I think year. It was 2020. You were both going to Melbourne for that one, right? Yeah. 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 And then everything got canceled last minute. It was like, it was like less the, than a week before no, it was you were like, going. I think it was two days before. Or yeah. the day before we left, which was two days before the comp at all got canned. Yeah. Um, Very upsetting. Yeah. So she missed that. And then they were going to redo that, well, that one at a later date. And then that was canceled. Yeah. And so now I think they've just canned the whole 2020 and it's just 2021 in November this year. And then, like I said, the ASA one, which I believe is it's either August or um, September. Uh, so we have some events that we've started training for. But that's awesome. So shout out to Megan. She's absolutely crushing it. Um, she finally have the chance yeah. to claim the title that she's wanted two, for two such chances. a long time. She could be a two-time, two-time Australian, Australian champion, champion. <laughs> Right. Well, that's awesome, awesome. It is awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool, I thought. Cool. Well, hopefully none of this nonsense persists and it actually goes ahead and happens. Yeah. Because we've been having little, 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 little outbreaks every now and again. Right, and, but I think mm -hmm. as the vaccine... Started to roll out more and more. Is rolling out more and more. Yeah. I actually, turns out, I am eligible for Pfizer. None of this AstraZeneca stuff, which you guys go out and take. Why are you... Because am, am I? I haven't even checked. I haven't. I've, no, you're AstraZeneca, sir. Why is that? Um, and why is that that you? Uh, because my partner, who technically doesn't even work Pfizer anymore, she's now Perth-based, but she does have to go to sites still, and this is for oil and gas, and their sites deal with um, international ships that come in, ah, okay. and so she is classed because she starts to go to sites sometimes as a border worker, mm -hmm. even though she's not a border worker. She's classed as a border worker, and they're eligible for Pfizer, and their partner's eligible for Pfizer. Cool. I was like, yes, no blood clots for this guy. Hey, wait a Just minute. Just change my DNA. Hold on a second. Change my DNA. Hold on a second. If we live in the same house, does that also make us eligible? I don't believe so. Why would it not? It says partners. All right, so. Well, you should yeah. check that because then mm. I might also be eligible for it. As I mean, well, technically, technically, you we're not in the same house. Technically, house? no, but we live in the same residence, so well, I could. There's no crossover I could, though. I could. I don't know if I want you. I don't know if I want you hey, slipping on into blood my blood clots. All right. Hey, hey, Pfizer. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna what, get that. What, what I'm do gonna you get want? That do you want me to maybe die and not work here anymore, or do you want the healthiest version of me? No. no. If I have a blood clot, I'm probably not gonna be able to like. So as half my face, hey, man. <laughs> as the uh, as the Pfizer and all the vaccine rollout continues, I think, towards the end of the year, yeah. um, less and less things will get cancelled. I actually cancelled. didn't know that a couple of other countries are already mostly vaccinated. Yes, I believe in the UK, 70, 75% of the entire adult population is vaccinated now. Yeah. My friend is over there. He's got he got his um, Pfizer as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, they're really pumping that out. Um, some countries um, are still Struggling. locked down like crazy. Struggling. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, we, as the vaccines roll out here as well, everything just slowly gets better. Yeah. Which would be nice mm -hmm. for a change. Yeah. Um, also talking about a change, what about a change in velocity or change in force or power output? How do you measure that, Adrian? In many different ways. But one way that you could is with something called... Is it plugged in again? The gym aware. The gym aware? The oh, gym aware. The gym aware. So what this little tether tool can measure all that stuff? It absolutely can. Amazing. It can measure your max peak velocity or maybe your mean velocity or force output. It can measure a lot of things. It can measure uh, a lot of things. The reason we bring this up is because that plyometric program that I was mentioning before, 
a lot of different types of exercises that you can do, speed, power work. Uh, you can measure it with this. Basically, you want to be moving as quickly as possible with the most weight that you can, but that doesn't mean the most weight that you can lift. It means the fastest you can move with the heaviest weight. And so that's what we're trying to, we're trying to get to with uh, speed squats, speed deads, jump squats, things like that. So it's not necessarily beneficial for you to go with a really light weight and move super fast or go with a really heavy weight and super slow. You've got to find your optimal level and all the data that you can get with this helps to figure out what that is. Yeah. So basically, um, what, we're, what we're looking at here is a tether tool, guys. So that little tether, oh, he's turned it on. The little tether yeah. attaches, attaches to, to a barbell. Bar. And then as you come down on your, your squat, squat and then you come up real fast, it will then send some information to uh, an app on the iPad. Um, and you can look at a bunch of different metrics. Yes. So you can look at acceleration, velocity, force, power, um, distance, move, displacement, like all this sort of stuff. Um, what we're most interested in looking at, there's three metrics. One would be velocity, mm -hmm. uh, which is meters per second. Um, one would be uh, uh, peak force right? So peak force is the absolute most force you've outputted during a lift. And we're looking at mean, which is average power. Mm -hmm. The reason why we don't do peak power is because you can fudge that at the end. Like if you do a really like, like slow squat and then like come pop up at the end, and let the bar pop up, like, well, that's not really, you might get that peak power from this a little bit, but that's not an accurate representation of the whole lift. So we're looking at mean power, peak force and peak velocity. Um, you can look at average velocity as well. We're looking at velocity. And so there's a couple of different types of training here. Now, when we're talking about being as strong as possible, you need really high force output, right? Um, generally, the heavier you lift, the force is going to go up. Mm -hmm. So that's less of an indicator of what we want. We really want to look more at the at the power, the mean power, and we want to look at the velocity. So you can you can do different types. There's so many different types of trainings out there, guys. There but you can do velocity training where you say, all right, I want to make sure that I never move at slower than one meter per second when I squat, okay? Easy, you can set that to one meter per second, you can start squatting and you can be nice and dynamic and if you slow down too much, it was like, hum, hum. you're not making your speed and you stop your set. So you're no longer training in that nice speed uh, movement. I was and playing around with it earlier today and if you do hit the right thing, I didn't realize that the volume was up on the iPad, it scared the absolute crap out of me. There's like an audience, it's like, yay! It scared the crap out of me. I didn't know that it made those noises. Well, you can set the noises. Yeah, I was so. I was just kind of playing, I don't know how, I was just playing around with mm. it and it was nice quiet okay. here early this morning. You know how to play with that, with I, that supervision. I, I, so. I did a thing right. and it, it yelled oh at me, goodness. it scared the crap out of me. Um, but in real time in the session, so you can have the readings right ooh, there as you're squatting. Gotta reset this. Yeah, so it gives you kind of like notifications in real time if you hit the numbers that you want, or let's say we were talking about uh, peak velocity just now? Um, no, yeah, so velocity you can look at, at for speed, right? And there is some articles out there that say, hey, if you want to like start to um, improve your power output, you should be training at above a certain velocity, mm -hmm. right? So you can you know look at those articles and be like, all right, so if I want to do that, I want to be above one or 1.2 meters per second on my squat or my deadlift or above between 0.8 and one meter per second on my bench press. Cool, so you can set that. What I like to look at is the mean power output. So we're looking at the power, because then, then you're looking at a combination of the weight that you're using, right? Mm -hmm. As well as the speed that you're moving at. Yep. Okay? Um, and so that's a really good indicator, because basically, guys, as your, if your speed is really high, here we are, if your speed is high, your weight is technically low, and as the weight increases, the speed decreases, yep. right? Somewhere in the middle where they intersect, you're gonna find peak power. Um, it's generally anywhere between 30 and 
60, maybe 70% of 1RM. Usually it's on the lower side. So like somewhere in that 30 to 50% range. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different for everyone. I hooked Megan up, who's incredibly strong. She can squat 185. We found her peak power, her me- best mean power was at 80 kilos. So less than 50%. I remember when we did that quite a while ago when you were still back in the, the old home gym when you were first yeah. out there. We were playing around with this then and my... It's terrible. My deadlifts were really bad. I remember that was the one I struggled with. Your deadlifts with the were most. so slow. That was so slow, even yeah. at a lighter weight. My squats were pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weight that I was lifting, I, I wasn't even cracking 80 kilos for deadlifts, I think, trying to move as quick as I could. Yeah. So I'd be really, I'm really keen to see how it goes this time around. I'm way stronger than I was back then as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything's changed after doing a really dedicated strength block for such a long time. Yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah, um, we're going to be looking at, at, that, at that mean power. Um, and now that we've we've identified for Megan, I'm going to do it for myself. Adrian's going to do it for himself. We're going to start playing around with some of our clients. Once we identify where that um, that point is, on our dynamic days, we're sort of hanging around that weight and we're tr- trying to be as explosive as possible. And then we have obviously our high force days, which are heavy days um, later in the week. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we'll be playing around a little bit with the uh, with the gym aware power tool there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really keen to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I want to see. It's not really going to be that helpful my sots because that isn't a fast move at all but no. i want to measure how it improves over the next couple of months considering i'm around that 70 kilo mark at the moment how it changes from here to 100 and if any power work will actually help me get that bar up i think what you're what you'll find is because if you start to go back into vertical jump work so your box jump work mm-hmm. then this becomes really beneficial on your squats yeah 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 because obviously if you're squatting powerfully you can jump powerfully exactly yeah. exactly yeah uh, so I'm really, really keen. Well, cause that was another goal of mine as well. Uh, I mentioned a while ago that that SOTS is the main focus, but a secondary goal of mine has always been to jump my own height. And last year I got to 164 centimeters, which was at the bridge of my nose. It was pretty close, but then my calves started to implode because of all the heavy squats and deads I was doing. So now that I'm backing the squats and deads way off and making plyometrics and power more of a focus, uh, I'll be able to put more into that. And hopefully I won't have the same issues and i want to see if i can jump my own height right so but i'm really keen to get into but it. you are sort of clashing your training because you're trying to put on weight and size for your sots press that is detrimental when you're trying to jump on something it absolutely is so what's, How, the, what's the plan then? however Walking i'm still this. much stronger than i was before right and as you know mass moves mass i'm still strong much stronger than i was stronger than i was six months ago, still by a long shot, like my squats and deads have improved a bit. So I'm hoping that all this extra work that I've done is just gonna improve my output in general. Okay. Well, I think with the strength quest is we sort of set like a one year limit on this, yeah. right? So like if I, you know, if you don't get the 100 kilo starts press or if I don't get the 300 kilo deadlift or even if we do, it ends at the end of this year. We mm-hmm. start at the start of the year, it ends at the end of this year and we're gonna move on. It might still be a, a long-term goal to get something, yep. but we're well, going like to move I said, on, the right? Sots, Sots is still the main focus, right? And that's where most of my energy is going. So I guess my question is: Let's say we get to November, December, and you get your Sots press, mm-hmm. right? But you're 90 kilos and you're a chunky little monkey there. Mm-hmm. Um, are you then going to cut back down to 75 where you can actually jump higher? I mean, it depends. What if I get to 90 kilo sots, but I'm dangerously close to or at the jump height? It just depends on how that goes. So if it's still going okay, then I'll keep it where it is. Yep. If it's not and I'm way too fat, then I'll just cut back down. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Well, I think that's basically everything. That is. Uh, also, one more thing. What? I did say this before. I'm growing the beard back. Oh. I'm doing it again. But this time, 
It's going to be a winter beard only. Summer was too hot. This time, I would like suggestions, please. Please comment. Last time, I uh, I copied this guy. And I'll actually, I'll, I got a good photo of my, like, really pointy moustache. I'll get you to put that up here. Uh, this is what I did last time. And this time, I don't know what to do. I'm going to grow a big old chunky beard, but I'll, I want some suggestions. Something silly would be fun. I can grow a mean beard, so I'm going to grow some sort of crazy beard. Something that doesn't look absolutely ridiculous, so he I can has still, to still come look, to work. He needs to look respectable enough exactly. to work. He gets new, uh, new clients in, and they can't scare them away because he looks exactly. like... Exactly. Um, Last time I had a big twirled up moustache and a nice pointy beard. That was kind of cool. So any other styles? Uh, can you post pictures in the comments on I YouTube? I don't believe so, no. I don't know. Well, uh, send us some links even to, to, to styles you'd like to see me grow out. So I've got six months, which is apparently all that I need to grow out a pretty mean beard. So let me know what you think because, I don't know, I'm kind of stumped. Yeah. All I can think of is just ridiculous stuff. So. Right. And also, we um, we still have not had any suggestions on what our next challenge should be between us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming to be that time, isn't it? I I actually was talking to Paul next door. Yeah. And and he took his staff. I already know that this is going to be a bad suggestion, but continue. He, he took his staff to like a team building day. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Do you know where it was? I do. Yeah. It was it was a pole dancing. Mm-hmm. At, at She Moves around the corner there, mm-hmm. we could do a pole dancing off. Well, have you ever done pole dancing no, before? No, and you would probably whoop me because you're so much lighter. I've, I've, I've also dabbled in pole dancing as well. You've got to know the right people, Nev, all right? You've got to know the right people. I did something similar with the crew that I used to work with when I was at Ninja Academy. We got a big group of us and we went to a pole dancing studio and did some classes and things. It was, it's actually kind of fun. Really hard though. Like, yeah. Surprisingly difficult. So I'm thinking, uh, I, I kind of, I'm interested because... I think like it could be a good idea. All right, but so how ridiculous are we going? But are, we, no, no, no. are we just going to do pole dancing or you want to wear like the nine-inch stripper heels and everything no, as well? Like, like, how ridiculous are you going? No, no, I think we just do the just do the pole dance and then we, we do a routine for like... Oh, you mean say, like, the, like the comedian thing, Bert and... and yeah, like yeah, they, okay. they did a dance-off, right? Yeah. We're not going to do a dance video, okay. but we, we do like maybe a 60-second routine on the pole and then we post, post our videos and whichever one gets more likes wins. <sighs> That's, that's pretty rough. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'd be up for that. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, but I don't want to do that just yet because I'm, I'm, I'm thick. I'm, building well, I'm going up to desert. 90. I'm going to be yeah. thick as well. I want to do this leaner so I can actually like uh, hold myself off the ground for more than 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I almost blew my shoulder out the first pole dancing class I did. It, it's like surprisingly tough and okay. being a bit chunkier is not going to help. Right. Okay. So uh, when would that challenge be? Like when would it begin and when would it end? Maybe we do this one like next year. Yeah. And then and then this year we just work on like eating challenges or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that goes hand in hand. I am trying to put on weight. Right. So unless you want to see very chunky me looking like a fat baby on a pole, which no one wants to see, <laughs> we'll uh, stick to those eating challenges. And then when would we set the date if we were going to do it? Is it going to be like a six month thing as well? Like, are we going to, how all out are we going to go? Are we going to go get classes? No, I and- think you can, you can go as all out as you want to. Right. I'm not going to fund your pole dancing classes. Because so. I know some people. Yeah, I bet. Anyhow, um, this is, I think, uh, something that we can we can look more into. All right, cool. All right, cool. All right, guys, thank you for watching. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, share, comment, uh, do all that good stuff. And uh, we will see you guys soon. You'll see two episodes next week of Strength Quest, one Sots Press, one Deadlift. You will see some more tutorial videos, and we will try to get another podcast out for you next week as well. We're back. We're back, baby. Doing all of it. All right, guys, have a good one, and we'll see you then. See you next time. Bye.